Welcome to another episode of Merge Extra. I'm excited for today's episode. Today is Lupus Awareness Day. And we are joined in the studio by a strong and beautiful woman who happens to have lupus. Her name is Mazan Al-Farsi. So welcome, Mazan. Hi. Can, can you tell us a bit about yourself before we start? Depends. What do you want to know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nee, give us a brief. Mazan Al-Farsi. Uh, I've had lupus since I was four. Oh. I run my own family business, basically co-run with my brother. And I decided to start the initiative, I think, two years ago during COVID. It started during COVID. Initiative for lupus. Exactly. Okay. To spread awareness. To spread awareness. Okay. For those of us who don't know, can you tell us what lupus is? Uh, Okay. So basically, lupus is having my own immune system attack my organs. Basically, when a normal human being has an infection... Your immune system can tell the difference between infections Mm -hmm. and any different uh, particle or something that comes into your body. But when it comes to lupus, our immune system cannot tell the difference between something that it should actually fight and what are good tissues and good cells or the organs that it should not fight. Okay. I've heard that lupus is difficult to diagnose. Yeah. Can you explain a bit about why that is? Because there's no specific test Mm -hmm. that can be done that shows you that this is lupus or not. Um, They need to go through different tests, different scans, different diagnosis until the doctor actually figures out that it's lupus. Okay. Because we have so many different symptoms. And one thing you should know, Leana, is that no two patients are exactly the same when it comes to lupus. Some of them have it in their skin. Some of them have it in their organs Mm -hmm. and different parts of organs. For example, what I always tell people when I'm explaining it to them is that when people have blood pressure or let's say diabetes, you can tell what would happen if it goes high or low, right? Mm -hmm. It's a general thing kind of with everyone. But when it comes to lupus and we have what we call a flare up, when it starts basically becoming active, you cannot tell what's going to happen to this patient, what organ is going to get affected, okay. or how he's going to fall sick. Every single time, it's surprise. Even for, for the same patient, it's a surprise, like from one flare-up to the other, even that is different? Exactly. Okay. Okay, so can you tell us about your lupus story? Because I heard that it's, like you just said, it's very difficult to diagnose. How were you diagnosed? I was diagnosed when I was about four years old. Mm-hmm. Uh, so basically, I started with getting a very high fever, okay. and I started losing... Basically, my mother is the one that told me this, because I don't remember it since I was very young. She said I started losing a lot of weight, and I started losing my hair, Okay. and my fever would not go down no matter what they did. And then I started getting my lymph nodes, uh, which are the, the glands in my neck, started mm-hmm. swelling up. So, so many different things were happening, like one after the other. And then there was a professor that passed away, Professor Abu Ali. I mean, inshallah, he was the one that when he saw me, he told my mom, I hope to God it's not what I think it is. Because back then, not a lot of children were diagnosed with lupus. Okay. So uh, then he kept doing test after test, trying to make sure. 
So everything he did mm-hmm. showed him that, yes, it might be lupus. Okay. But then he wanted to make sure, and he did one extra last test, and he told my mom, take your daughter, go home, and I'll call you once the results are out. But he kept repeating, I hope it's not what I think it is. And okay. then when the test results came out, he called my mom, and he's like, unfortunately, yes. Sadly, your daughter is diagnosed with lupus. And back then, my mom had no clue what lupus was. Okay. And can you imagine, Liana? Like, back then, we're talking, I'm 33 now. I was diagnosed when I was four. So until today, there is no awareness. Can you imagine back then what she must have felt like hearing Mm -hmm. about something that no one ever knew here? And maybe not enough resources to deal with that as well in the country. Were there? No. Exactly. Like, there was no Google. There was no internet. Mm -hmm. There was nothing They're, they barely had books that explained what lupus is in the world let alone in oman so this is in general yani. exactly okay. but then um she decided like any parent like no i'm not gonna give up mm-hmm. obviously it's probably a misdiagnosis or you know there is a treatment and okay. she took le- she took me sorry to different parts of the world trying uh-huh. to find the treatment but the good thing was that when she went we went to mayo clinic in america we went to the uk and another hospital there they had bookstores mm-hmm. that offered books on lupus yes okay so she kept buying gathering these books you know and she kept going through one book after the other trying to read and understand what does my daughter have mm-hmm. and she also took the opportunity while being there to speak to the doctors to help get introduced to other patients that had lupus okay so she could understand what should i do what shouldn't i do mm-hmm. How can I let my daughter live a normal life without feeling that there is something wrong with her? Okay. So I was lucky in comparison to others. I always believed that I was lucky. I had a mom and siblings that actually did this. They tried to give me the best life possible when mm-hmm. it comes to living normally, but with also taking precautions to keep me safe, trying to avoid things I shouldn't. Okay. Like when I had to start on medications, for example, there are some medications where the doctors avoid, uh, explain to my mother, like, you should cut down on sugar. You should definitely cut down on salt. Oh, okay. It affects in a way it ha- um, prednisolone or, co- or cortisone to reduce the pain and kind of reduce the symptoms until it's able to be controlled. Mm-hmm. So uh, this medication, when you have a lot of salt or sugar when taking it, it creates a lot of weight unnecessary weight but it's not necessarily fat it's water retention okay so they explained to my mother that if you want that to be avoided you should cut down on salt and sweets so what my brothers and mom did they actually did that for the whole house it wasn't just my meal so they all changed their diet to fit with your requirement yani exactly okay exactly so this is why i said i was lucky Mm -hmm. when it came to this and this is why growing up i felt that I got this and it was a gift that I got. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. So um, I decided that it's something I could do in return because mm-hmm. it felt good to have. Maybe me doing this and helping spread awareness, educating people, educating family. Mm-hmm. When I try to help support emotionally, at least, yeah. at least I would be able to give back something that I got in return. Okay. Yeah. And this is what you're doing now with all the lupus and... You really are. Like, for example, I had no idea what this was until I met you. 
And it's funny, يعني, a lot of people said that, that we've known you for years and we didn't even think you had an illness. Because of because of something you actually mentioned now, you mentioned that you try to live a normal life as possible. I don't know if I, if I can say this on air, but like we were just planning a Jebel Akhdar trip and you told me that you can't join because you were in hospital a few days ago and you were tired. But the thing that hit me is you just said that. And in the same phone call, you're like, okay, next week we go kayaking, like we go, you know, you're planning the next trip and everything. So... Yani, subhanAllah, in my mind, I was like, okay, it, it does bring her down in certain parts, but you make up for it and you'll go on the next thing. You, you do try to live as normal as you can. A lot of the, by the way, one thing I learned, I never thought that there were so many lupus patients in Oman. We do have a lot of lupus patients here. I don't know the exact numbers and statistics, okay. but we do. Uh-huh. We do. It's shocking the amount of numbers the people that keep texting me, the people that keep contacting us through Lupus Oman, the okay. initiative. Lupus Oman is her initiative. It's it's an Instagram page as well. Do you, do you guys have other forms of social media? Twitter, Facebook. So Twitter, Instagram. Facebook, Instagram, Lupus Oman. And we do have a WhatsApp group, but currently the WhatsApp group is only in Arabic okay. to support people emotionally. You know, like if someone needs to vent, someone needs to talk, we're there. But if we have enough uh, people that are English speakers, we're willing to start another group okay. specifically for English speakers because we have had requests mm-hmm. that we need people to talk to, but we currently don't have enough amounts of people. Okay. So uh, I try to communicate with them through Instagram or my personal number just to support them and help them out here in Oman. Okay. So people have been contacting you through Lupus Oman? Yes. Okay. Exactly. And big numbers, yani, bigger yes. than you expected. Yes. And it's funny that a lot of them kept saying, we thought we were alone. We didn't know other people had this in Oman. We thought this illness is rare. Okay. I don't like using the word illness, but yeah, I have to admit it is. So <laughs> a lot okay. of them said that we thought it was rare. We didn't know that there were people like us, mm-hmm. but now we feel we're not alone. Okay. So that itself was comforting to know that people felt we have support. We have So the community that you guys have built, that you specifically have built through this platform, Yanni. I started speaking about it. I kind of put myself out there. And I remember specifically initially when I started, I was very nervous because, Leanna, you must know how our community is. Yes. For a girl to speak about her illness, for a girl to put herself out there Mm -hmm. in public, her pictures, you know, going out, coming... It's not like there's something wrong with it, but people don't expect, you know, accept it easily. Yeah. But funny enough, my own family were like, you know what? Go for it. You don't know who you're going to be helping. Exactly. And you're not doing anything wrong. You're doing it for a cause. And for a very good purpose. So um, thank you. So then when I started doing it and I got people contacting me, me and a couple of girls, Mm -hmm. that's how Lupus Oman took off. Kind of. Yeah. Okay. So they decided, we started talking through the group, Mm -hmm. through WhatsApp, and we started venting to each other, supporting each other, being there for each other. But then it got to a stage where we were like, now what? Okay. Now what do we do? Okay, we're here for each other. How are we supposed to get out there even more? Mm -hmm. That's how Lupus Oman started on Instagram. Okay. And then we decided, you know what? We're going to gather the common questions that the girls have in the group. Because mm-hmm. as I previously mentioned in the beginning of this interview, is that there are no two patients that are exactly the same. Okay. So we decided we'll gather the common questions or the most frequent questions that are asked. And we'll search for doctors that could help answer these questions. Okay. 
because we don't want to research and put answers ourselves that might be wrong or something. So, so like you put like a reference yani, for people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. The doctor where he works and his specific job title. Mm-hmm. You know, um, we started trying to figure, you know, finding doctors. Here in Oman locally? Locally. But then the good thing is we actually got support. Doctors from abroad started communicating with us saying, we want to do live sessions with you. We want to okay. communicate. We want to help. How can we help? And we got messages from people around the Gulf, around the Arabic countries saying, we're proud of you. Good okay. job. Your page is actually helping. Your page is very supportive. We wish we have something like that in our own countries. Okay. So currently, since the day Lupus Oman started until today, Everything that was done, whether it was events, because last year we held the first event to happen in Oman, which con- uh, included patients, their families, and doctors. It was well, like I remember that event was a very nice event. Yeah, it was okay. the first time it ever happened. But the thing is, everything that happened since Lupus Oman was born, as I could say, was self-funded. It was me and the girls. Okay, we did not get support. From anywhere, all the effort that was done, the support we got was from the doctors that gave us information and gave us their valuable time. Okay. But we've had a lot of kind of um, struggles. Okay. Because some some doctors did not want to help when it came. And I don't blame them saying that we don't have time. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when we wanted to uh, like hold more events, we wanted to support patients. Some of them don't have the finances, for example, to do a lot of things. Uh, when it comes to their health, whether it's getting medications from the hospitals or pharmacies out of the governmental sectors. Okay. We couldn't do that because we couldn't register. Register for? Basically as an actual initiative registered under the government. Okay. Because there were a lot of restrictions or a lot of rules. And Mm -hmm. the main characters in Lupus Oman are three people. It's just me and uh, my colleague called Shayma and Mm -hmm. Wabha as well. And all three of us have our own jobs, our own businesses, okay. or we have like our own life, as I could say. Mm-hmm. So we couldn't constantly keep up with everything. Okay. We tried and there were a lot of people that tried to support, but they said, unfortunately, there were companies that wanted to fund us as well okay. to create events. But they said, you need to be legally registered under a governmental sector. Okay. So were you able to get that now? Not yet. So up until now, you guys are not... No, not okay. yet. We hope so, someday. If anyone can help guide us or use things out for us, that would be amazing. But currently, we're still not. But we're still going ahead with trying to support people emotionally. Mm-hmm. If people want to find doctors that are specialized in something, we try to guide them on where to go and what to do. Okay. Because one thing I did not explain about lupus is that it's not a single doctor that you actually go to. Okay. Yes, there's a main doctor that you follow up with, but there there are so many other doctors that are included in one patient's file. Because of the fact that it's an autoimmune disease an that aut- attacks different parts of the body? Exactly. Okay. okay. Like, I'll speak for myself. Mm-hmm. As Mazan, I have to go to a neurologist. Okay. I have to go to an ophthalmologist, which is an eye doctor. Okay. I have to get checked with the kidney doctor. As well as my rheumatologist, which is for my lupus, the blood problem, the immune autoimmune system, basically. Mm-hmm. So that itself is like, what, four or five? Do- I even lost count. <laughs> I think it's at four or five <laughs> so far. <laughs> yeah, but exactly. But I'm thinking of the medical bills. That, that um, 
like the, is there the government here that's one thing we're thankful for but uh -huh. the appointments take forever like between my eye appointment and my rheumatologist appointment is a good two three months sometimes also oh, months for you to get an appointment yes yeah, sometimes it's even longer okay so some patients actually cannot wait and decide to go to private sectors okay and there's where the medical bills might be stacking up exactly okay and also keep in mind the insurance companies do not give people with lupus insurance unless it's the normal checkups anyone with autoimmune diseases regardless of lupus don't get insurance okay because so the medical pills pile up and they're not willing to and then we would think that's what the insurance is for but i know right <laughs> like, I mean, the insurance is for when you get sick i mean i understand their point of view but like come on yeah i mean that like imagine paying for that on your own exactly like there are people that are capable of doing it or are able to pay but then there are people that are not capable what are they okay. supposed to do this is why i kind of started this purpose or this initiative basically like to kind of spread awareness about lupus and for people to understand what lupus is mm -hmm. but also gain help from the society like guys please and Leanna if I may speak okay now that I've introduced what lupus is okay. or what are the diagnosis or uh, the you know the different symptoms that they have but also there are a lot of issues that we face as lupus patients as on day-to-day -day basis yeah a lot a okay lot. like other than for example finding appointments what what else can you say Mathen? in our personal lives is it okay for me to go 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 <laughs> please take first of all uh a lot of people i know that go to apply for jobs Okay. okay. So you have to disclose that you're a lupus patient, obviously, because you might need sick leaves, Yanni. A lot of them said, a lot of the girls and gentlemen, by the way, it's not only women. Women. It's women and men. So but it does predominantly women. target. Okay. But yes. there are men. Yes. There we go. Yes. And I okay. know them personally, and man as well. And they're not having easy, time, easy times in their day-to-day -day life. Mm -hmm. They complain to me a lot. They send me messages. And it's heartbreaking because I can't do anything. You know? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's got to a point like, I'm sorry, but what am I supposed to do? How can I help? I can only support you emotionally mm -hmm. or guide you to doctors. There's a lot of doctors in the private sectors. They tried to help initially. Like, I will treat them for free or I'll give them a checkup for free. And but how I much can you do that? Exactly. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. in the end, sense. it is also their business, you know. So. But what I was saying regarding the issues that jobs, they jobs. A lot of them said, we want to be honest. We want to be honest. Maybe, you know, this field or this sector or this company might actually help support us. Like we would do our job, but then there's a monthly checkup we need to do or every three months or depending on their Or in situation. the case of a flare-up, methylene. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So a lot of them got refused. Because of, because of the of lupus that. diagnosis. Okay. Yes. And the second thing is when it comes to women, for example, mm -hmm. a lot of them either got their engagements called off because of lupus. or yeah because when the families of the other spouse or you know their partner find out mm -hmm. or the partner decides to find out and they don't take the time to understand what, what lupus it is. is everyone thinks it's a rare disease i would like to make it clear it's not a rare disease at all is it maybe just not diagnosed very much because of the difficulty to diagnose it and that's why people think it's rare. It is. It is diagnosed. That's a funny thing. Oh, has, now these days it's, it's more easily diagnosed. Uh, depending on the symptoms that the okay. person comes up with and depending on the doctor. As so well. why do people still think it's rare? Um, like I said, 
you know, let's say a guy would go and propose to a girl. And mm -hmm. I, I'm saying these stories out of situations that I've heard and I found out of. Uh, okay. The guy would go to propose, mm -hmm. okay? And then the girl decides, you know what? I'm going to be honest. I'm going to let you know that this is what's going on. It's called off immediately because they don't take the effort or time to go and understand what lupus what is. What lupus is, mm -hmm. wh you know, what are the symptoms? Can this person live a normal life or okay. not? They don't. So as soon as they find out this person is ill, it's call a off. call off. And okay. that's not fair. Definitely. No. Because there are so many girls that I know. Some are doctors, some are engineers, some are running their, or their own business. And I know girls that actually, okay, you know, they do have families. They have three and four children and they're the best moms ever. Mm -hmm. They are there for their husbands. They are there for their house, for their children. And some of them actually do all of this with having their own business and being there for their social community duties, you know. So this is why I, as Mizan, mm -hmm. I'm here today to clearly say, guys, give us a chance. Please. Try to understand what lupus is. Exactly. Okay. Try to figure out what we have. And another situation, for example, like I said, some mm -hmm. of them have it on their skin. Some of it have it on their hair. I, like, I constantly say, it, yes, I have lupus and this is why I have thin hair. You know, like uh, my hair constantly keeps falling, especially when I get a flare. But there are stories I've heard when women go to the salon. Okay. Other comments? Oh my god. I'm sorry, like <laughs> I love all people who work in salons, but they comment on everything. Oh, your yeah. eyebrows, oh your mouth. Yeah, the comments yeah. like oh you know, like why are you so careless about your hair? Look at you. Take you know, this oil, take this money. Come do treatment. Yeah for five hundred reals. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Like really are you gonna pay for that? I don't <laughs> exactly. if you're gonna pay for it, I don't mind. Yeah, okay. I, I will do it, Yan, even if it doesn't make a difference. <laughs> 500 reals probably smells nice. Yeah, right? <laughs> okay. Relaxing too, by the way. I mm -hmm. think we need that. So, yeah, these are a lot of things that we face. I tried uh, to contact different parts. I've got a lot of support, like I said, from some sectors saying we want to support you. Okay. I think you do get from the media, for example, because I have seen you, alhamdulillah, in multiple yeah. I mean, interviews, events. So, alhamdulillah, I think from Media that... Media have been supportive and a shout out to everyone that has been supporting us. Alhamdulillah. But please, please don't forget us and keep it no, going. No, <laughs> of course we do. We want to. <laughs> I think it is important. It is because, look, it's not like I'm degrading from any illness. Everyone has their own issues, their own pain. And I honestly wish everyone good health. Mm -hmm. And I'm not trying to lessen from anyone's pain. But... It's beautiful to see that there are campaigns for cancer. There are campaigns for, you know, diabetes, mm -hmm. for blood pressure, for, Even for mental health illnesses. Many everything. Times. So. Guys, we're here too. You know, so, no, no, that <laughs> is true. And then and then, OK, some some diseases are less out there than others. Like, again, I will repeat, if you did not tell me about your lupus or if I did not find out about your lupus page, I've met you many times for more than yani, years now. I didn't. I wouldn't have known it. Yani, mashallah, you don't even show it. You know, you you have your own business. You're very active socially. I know you from trips, like, مثلا, <laughs> camping or hiking or, or things like that, you know? But it wouldn't even show if a lot of you don't say it. But you guys do need that support. You know, many of you don't even show that you have it. 
it's called it's one of the invisible illnesses it's called an invisible illness because you don't see it unless it's on the skin some of them it shows okay but most of us it doesn't show unless isn't there talk. like a rash thing that shows isn't that the one? butterfly rash this yeah is this, is this, everyone has it does everyone most have it of, most of them and it happens because we're not supposed to be in this is going to be shocking to you, but uh-huh. we're not supposed to be in direct sunlight for long. I, I know her from camping, from like being in the sun <laughs> for too long, <laughs> from what hiking we can. <laughs> so like this lady goes on a lot of trips where the sun is involved. <laughs> and, and this is why I keep telling the girls uh-huh. as well. I tell them, know your own body. Okay. Understand your body, you know, because I go because I know my limits. Okay. I know what I'm able to be in and mm-hmm. what I'm, like obviously I won't go tanning and stuff like that <laughs> not, not too extreme <laughs> exactly but as long as I have my sunblock on I know my hours I'm covered kind of you mm-hmm. know um, okay I'm in the sun but then I try to go into the shade a bit and come back okay so you take your precautions exactly. no but but you do I did notice that so when this Jebel Akhla trip the first thing you said to me is that I don't want to push myself I just came out of hospital for I don't want to push myself right now, but next week, let's go kayaking. Exactly. You did that. You, you said, I, I don't want to push my body, you know? Because I know for a fact that the moment I push my body, that's it. I'm in hospital for months. Why would for I do months? that? Sometimes, yeah. Sometimes okay. it does go up. Sometimes it's a few days. Sometimes it's a few weeks. Sometimes it's months. It's months. But that rarely happens. Okay. So this is why I constantly try my level best to tell the girls, understand your body. Because no one, not even doctors are gonna know your body after you're diagnosed as much as you okay know your limits if it's something you can do go for it if it's not don't push it exactly leana that's another thing i try to tell a lot of the girls a lot of them can you believe it are actually still shy to say that i have an illness they don't want to talk about okay because of so they might push their limit and do something just because they don't want to say it exactly because of the community they live in or the pressure they undergo Mm -hmm. like oh you're ill so they don't want to show people that we're ill fine don't show it don't it's okay but it's not something wrong you should be proud that you have that and you're still able to go and come and walk and work don't be ashamed of what you have be proud of it own it okay that's nice (laughs) um You mentioned that sometimes you're sick for days, sometimes for weeks, sometimes for months. Mm -hmm. How do you keep up, for example, with work commitments? I love my job because my team are the best. Okay. So, alhamdulillah, you have a supportive team with you. Exactly. Actually, um, the funny thing is they contacted me last week and they're like, hey, we want to ask you for something if you're okay with it. I was like, sure, go ahead. They're like, we don't want to push you. We don't want to embarrass you. We don't want to pressure you. I'm like, guys, just say it. What do you want? They're like, do you mind if we celebrate Lupus Awareness Day next Aww. week? <laughs> that's so cute. Oh, that came from them. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah. that's very sweet. The marketing team, they were like, do you mind if we celebrate? We want to wear something purple on that day. Okay. We want to do some, you know, activities and stuff just to help spread awareness for our clients to know that we have a lupus patient, you know, that's managing a few things in the company and we're proud of you. I'm like, that's so sweet. That is very sweet. Mashallah. <laughs> <laughs> So okay. this is why I keep saying, you know, like I really do hope everyone's, you know, everyone that has lupus would talk about what they have and their work environment would try to understand, their team would try to understand. Because if you have an understanding team, believe me, you would actually want to do more. Okay. So you, even more productivity would come out of you. Exa- yani. I mean, Leanna, hmm. I, I don't mean anything, but you as 
alhamdulillah, a healthy and a normal person mm-hmm. with a supportive team, how's your outcome? A hundred percent higher. Honestly, like spe- specifically for me, like I do get very uh, influenced by myth and like words of affirmation, positive reinforcement, these kind of things. Fa. Exactly. So imagine a person that has an, a health issue with a supportive team. How uh-huh. do you think that person is, you know, going to produce? So they're going to be like, you know what? I want to do more to show them or to compensate for the days that I was not in the office. Okay. That's exactly so subhanAllah, they might get even more out of you than if normal. Yani. Exactly. Okay. Okay. And everyone always says 90% of someone's health comes from the positivity that they get around them or from their thoughts and their mental health. And you found that to be true in your journey? Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. I got to a point in 2014. Yeah, 2014 when I was, I got three strokes in the brain because I got a flare up. You got strokes as well? Yeah. Okay. It's so funny how I'm talking about it now. No, because you're saying it like, I got three strokes in the brain and I'm sorry. It's like, you know when I'm listening to it, it's like, Oh, that's pretty traumatic. <laughs> I got But three strokes and okay. I was paralyzed, nose down, completely paralyzed. For for how long? A year. I think. For a whole year. No. So basically, I got the strokes and then I remember the doctor came in and he was like, look, I'm sorry. I swear, I remember. <laughs> He's like, look, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, just uh, we're talking about strokes here. <laughs> Not <laughs> no, I'm laughing. I'm laughing because I remember my reaction and uh-huh. I remember how I was down about it. But here I'm talking about it like a cup of tea. Okay, you know? <laughs> no, go ahead, Yani. <laughs> Let's hear the story. So, he comes in and he goes like, uh, "Look, I'm sorry. I know it's hard. You're young and blah blah blah. You know whatever." And he's like, uh, "You won't be able to walk again. You might not be able to work again. You might not be able to drive again." And I was a constant gym person back then. Sometimes I used to even go to the gym twice a day. Okay. So he's like, you're not going to go to the gym again. You're so you I, started listing all the things you can't do. Yeah. And I'm just looking at him. I was on bed paralyzed. I'm looking at him. And guys, sorry, I'm going to say my reaction in Arabic and then translate it. So mm-hmm. <laughs> when he finished, I looked at him. I was like, are you done? He's like, uh, yeah. I'm like. Which means oh, it's not yes. up to you. Go, my dad. <laughs> <laughs> and my mom and my brother were there and they were like, Mizan, that's rude. Don't say that. And he's like, what is she saying? What is she saying? Oh, he doesn't speak Arabic? No. <laughs> I so like this, was, this was in Germany. Oh, My family took me there. Uh-huh. I'll you. Yeah, so, <laughs> <laughs> so then uh, when that happened, he's like, what is she saying? And I explained. I explained it. I was like, it's not up to you. Mm-hmm. You don't tell me what I can and what I can't do. Okay. And he said, no, but I'm just preparing you just in case. So, you know, you won't be emotionally down about it. I was like, fine, we'll see about that. And keep in mind, I was starting my first master's then, my first master's okay. degree. So I had to stop. Anyways, fast forward. I was running on the treadmill after nine months. Okay. Nine months. It took Mashallah. me nine months and I was running on the treadmill. Mm-hmm. I learned to talk, hold a spoon again, walk again, everything. But yeah, it wasn't the best of experience. experiences exactly. But the reason I said the story, because if it wasn't for my family, mm-hmm. believe me, that wouldn't have happened. Because I remember I wanted to give up and quit so many times. I'm like, no, I can't. I kept telling my mom, I kept telling my brothers, Leave me alone. I don't want to continue. And I kept crying, telling my mom that 
no nope. way I'm gonna continue and I give up I'm not gonna study anymore mm-hmm. I'm not gonna do any of this anymore she's like listen I didn't raise a quitter <laughs> <laughs> yeah she gave me that <laughs> in return so uh, yeah I I managed to go back to the gym mm-hmm. I managed to drive again and I managed to go back to the office and from being in DHR I'm now currently working on running or managing DHR department That's and the marketing department mm-hmm. in the company and not only did I finish one master's degree I finished two other than the other side certificates and license that I got. Mashallah. So yeah, I remember when I finished my master's degree, I went back to the professor that said that. And I was like, hey, remember what you said? He's like, yeah. And I held up my degree. I was like, can you see what this yeah. is? <laughs> He's like, <laughs> oh God. He's like, yeah. I was like, can you read it? Or do you want me to read it for <laughs> you? And my mom was like, Mizan, that's so rude. Stop. Anyway, so I was like, you said I can't. Ha. Huh. <laughs> I graduated no, and I got it. Do you want to see my graduation picture? <laughs> Do you want to take a picture and hang it on your wall? <laughs> so funny thing is he started laughing. But mm-hmm. that's one more thing. I'm saying the story for a reason is that when everything finished, he said it to my mom. He's like, remember the day I walked in and I said everything on that list that Mizan won't be able to do. My mom said, yeah, she was really hurt. He's like, because before going, I actually read her file and I kind of diagnosed the person that she is. And I realized she's a stubborn head. Oh, so, so that he did it on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So see how doctors play a role as well. You need to understand your patient. Mm-hmm. It's not just, hey, you're diagnosed with lupus. Take this medication. Bye. Go. Bye. Mm-hmm. No, you know, build a connection. I understand you're busy. I understand you have a lot of things to do, but there's no harm in building a connection with your patient. Because keep in mind, if your patient is convinced with what they have and they take their medications, that would be less pressure on you. The patient won't so. be coming back and forth with a lot of complaints to mm-hmm. you. But if the patient doesn't understand the importance of taking the medications, he won't take his med- or he, he or her won't take their medications. And they're going to keep falling in hospital again, and you're going to just get an extra load. Okay. So also, it depends on you as a doctor. Okay. So doctors also play a big role. It's the doctors, the family, the community. Okay. And before all of this, it's the patient himself. Okay, that, that one thing that hit me a lot, I think it's easy. Okay, not easy, easier for someone to say what you said, the Maliki effect, it's not up to you. After you've had time to let the diagnosis settle in, you were told at the time, like, you will not be able to do this, this and that. And your first reaction was, that that is, it shows يعني, how, mashallah, powerful of a mindset you have. Leanna, I was 24. Yeah, man, I was thinking 2014, that means you were in your 20s. I was 24. Are you telling me my life ends at 24? But the, there's <laughs> where most people would have, and uh, even me included, maybe, يعني, you know, you break down <laughs> and then stuff. maybe you'll pick yourself up later. You know, from the beginning, like that is stubborn. Yeah, <laughs> I, said that, I said that. I said that. But then after everything was done, that's when I broke down. Okay, but then still that initial mindset and the fact that you had people to carry you through it that did not let you give up. Again. That's a gift. And mashallah, what I like is it's a gift that you're, you acknowledge and that you're very aware of. This is why, again, as I said in the beginning of this interview and to kind of, you know, finalize this whole discussion. Mm-hmm. This is why Mizan is here today. 
I got a gift. I probably cannot give financially. I cannot support financially. I cannot support by being there during their infusions in the hospital or being there with them in their appointments or even help them get appointments. But what I could do is help spread awareness and help be there emotionally. Okay. Hopefully, that might ease out their acceptance of the illness. That might ease out the process and create a stronger, a stronger will. Because Lucas okay. is not going to go today or tomorrow. Lucas is going to be here in Oman for generations. And there's no treatment. I mean, there's no mm, cure. There, there's treatment yet. maybe, but no cure. There is a cure. Our own personalities and our, all st- our own strong will. Okay. Yeah. So, <laughs> did you guys hear the cure for Lupus? Amazon <laughs> found camping. it. Come camping with us, guys. <laughs> Come camping. <laughs> Sun exposure. Very good for you. <laughs> as long as you know your body, it's okay. okay. There we but, go. But, yeah, Lupus is not going away. Okay. Does um, it affect, sorry, it's okay, just a question ahead. that's on my mind. Does it affect childbirth? No. Like women being able to have kids and things? It does not. No, I have friends that have lupus. I got to know them through lupus. Iman, mashallah, mashallah, yani. Okay. Uh, some have three kids, some have four. Mashallah. Okay, so for anyone who thinks that you cannot marry a woman because she will not give birth, that your is... Your loss. Yeah, your <laughs> loss. <laughs> you lost out on someone. Okay, because I did hear that... Um, Misconception. I was watching a video before uh, coming here, guys, and there was a Selena Gomez. Guys, see how Selena Gomez has lupus. Yeah. Oh, yo! <laughs> I did not know that. <laughs> okay, that's interesting. No, but sub. Okay. Yo, why are you in a state of shock? I don't know. I didn't know that. Yeah, anyway. Remember, remember the story where she had to get a, get a kidney transplant, and yeah, and that the, was because of lupus. That's because of lupus. Yes. I remember she took a break off of like everything and social media and she was sick her for a weight while. Gain, you know, when people started kind of making fun of, of her, her weight, weight. Gain, it's because she had to go on prednisolone, the, co- the medication that I was telling you about. Mm-hmm. And she gained weight because it makes you gain weight. Because of lupus. Guys, I am sorry. I didn't say a lot of facts about lupus. There are a lot of things that I didn't say. But you can please. mention them now if you want to. No, I mean, like if there's anything I forgot, anything anyone wants, I'm more than willing to support, help out anyone okay. that has any inquiries, anyone that wants to know anything. We're going to put your handle for lupus Oman for anyone yeah. to contact you. And if there's anything, keep in mind, if there's anything that I personally do not know or I'm not sure of, I promise that I will try my level best to get in touch with actual doctors that can help give them the information that they need. Okay. But one issue that I have when it comes to that is that a lot of questions I've been getting from expatriates who I consider family in Oman here mm-hmm. have been asking, like, uh, for example, if we want to go get treatment, where can we go? Where can we get this medication? Because a lot of the lupus medication is very expensive. Okay, but is it found here in Oman? Yeah. Okay, so it's available but could be pricey. Yeah. Okay. So they're like, we can't afford it. Or how can we get through, you know, governmental sectors, you mm-hmm. know, and stuff like that. That's one thing I couldn't find a solution for until Okay, now. so for anyone who's listening who can help. Please. I help be lupus patient. Please. 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 Uh-huh. And I'll be more than willing to say thank you, you know, <laughs> publicly. Okay. Are there any, like, this year, fee lupus event like the one that you guys had last year? No, because we didn't get enough support, but we're doing it personally. Like, I'll be speaking in a gym. Okay. Which uh, gym? Can you say it? Yeah, if it's okay. I think so. I could just say it. If it's not, <laughs> we'll cut it out. <laughs> uh, moves. moves. Okay. I'll be speaking in Moves at 5.30, and I also have another interview on That's Wednesday. today? Uh, yeah. Okay. 
and I also have another interview and a couple of my friends are doing interviews. Okay. It's the girls that I told you about, the uh-huh. three of us were trying to move around. So more this year is more about like raising awareness. Because last year, the previous years, we've been trying to focus on advocating by um, creating awareness for the patients themselves to take their medications, the importance of taking medications, supporting okay. them, trying to create awareness for their families and okay. how they should support, you know, the um, family member that has has the lupus diagnosis exactly Uh this year and inshallah the coming years our main focus is for the society and i think that's big and important for people to realize thank you merge (laughs) anytime (laughs) you're definitely welcome back anytime thank you so much okay do you have any other questions for me i like how you (laughs) i actually wait i'm thinking like is there anything i'm curious about Let me know. It's okay. I mean, just for I will probably cut this long gap out. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Have you ever had to cancel anything, like a commitment, like for example, an interview or something, because of a flare-up? Didn't that happen to you a few days ago? <laughs> it did. Oh, the Jabal Akhdar thing. Okay, and that's because you've reached the point where you're Adi. Like you, you just mentioned that. Okay, I have. Yeah, because, see, I'm Adi about it. My family is Adi about it, too. Sometimes, I mean, I feel bad for my family because they, if it depends on their seriousness. Sometimes it's sudden and serious. I'm not able, I'm not even able to text the people and apologize. I'm just taken to hospitals. But guys, please do understand, this doesn't happen on a daily basis or a monthly okay. basis. This how, is how Between, for example, one flare-up to another. Yeah, that was a question I had. How often are the flare-ups... It depends on flare-ups are different. Some are like so tiny. The ones I had a few days ago was joint pain and a kind of feverish oh, feeling. Definitely don't come. So like, yeah, we were you. hiking for two days in a row. Exactly. So okay. that's why I was like, no. But then some where I'm hospitalized. Okay. You know? So that's worse where it's an organ getting affected or something. But some I just need rest and stay at home and I'm fine the next day or even by the evening. Okay. So this is why I kept saying, and I'm repeating again, know, know your, your body. body, know okay. your body. So that's a big limits. thing for someone who has a diagnosis like lupus, exactly. know your body. So in short, basically, lupus patients, a lot of them, they're living or the feeling they have when living on a day-to-day situation. You know when you start having a feverish feeling like, oh, I think I'm getting a fever. Okay. That's something we live with every single day. That's how we live to this. To mm-hmm. us, that's a normal feeling. Okay, then then based on that, because I, I have a diagnosis and something else. Okay. And this does annoy me from time to time. But people do come to me and be like, if you don't think about it, it won't happen. And I'm like, yeah, and do people come and tell you that comment? Like, okay, because you're putting it in your mind. That's why you're getting the sickness. Have you heard this comment? Would you hate me if I say that I said this to a couple of No. <laughs> in certain things, like, for example, if you overthink about it, like, in the beginning of COVID, Oh, God. I was like, don't even come next to me. Like, paranoia? No, big time paranoia. Like, uh, I sneezed. Oh, my God, I'm going to die. Like, it was <laughs> that bad, you know? And I would like, lock myself up. Like, don't talk to me. You know, it was it was bad. But obviously, if you overthink something like that, fine. Okay? But I have something else, مثلاً, that I know, for example, if I push in a certain way, I will get, مثلاً, that asthma reaction and, and whatever. 
So I will take my precautions. But then I, I have people tell me, don't even take the medication because... Uh, Excuse me? There we go. Don't even take the medication. Because you take it, you're putting it in your head that you have it. And you don't even need that inhaler. Okay, fine. You go try choking to death when you exercise. You, you know, for, for this kind of... Ex- I get that a lot. Exactly. I, because I, I have heard that. I actually get people saying, why are you even speaking about lupus? Are you trying to get sympathy? Are you trying to get famous because you have lupus? As in like getting famous through sympathy? I'm like, guys, guys, completely different situation here. You're someone is trying to do something good, raising awareness, helping others who might have because it. Because the reason, um, you know, when you asked me and I said, would you hate me if I told you that I said that? There are, even in our lupus community, some girls that are mashallah, mashallah, mashallah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, amazing. It's like they don't think about it, but they do take their precautions. They're raising their kids. They're taking care of their families. You know, they're... Finishing, some of them are finishing education. Some of them have high posts in different companies. Okay. Some are raising their own, uh, sorry, they have their own businesses. They're managing it. Mm-hmm. But then yet again, there's another part of that community where go, they go like, I can't work because I have lupus. I can't go out because I have lupus. I can't get upset because I ha-. I'm like, excuse don't me. Don't use that as an excuse for don't, everything. Don't. Okay. Because then. It will affect your life in that way. It, it will. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean to sound mean, Leana. Mm-hmm. I really don't. But it's that kind mindset. of mindset that ruins a lot for the people that are actually no, that is true. going ahead with life and trying to live. True. No, I, I agree with that. Like, for example, for me, I'm not comparing at all. It's not no, the same no, at all. Fine. But I'm just to, you know, like to bring the picture closer. Yeah. Asthma, there are athletes, Olympic athletes and, and proper athletes in other sports who do everything that they do with an asthma diagnosis exactly okay so for example for me like if i go like no i can't i'm not going to be silly and be like i'm not going to take the medication i'm not going to take my inhaler not like that however it's not going to stop me from doing sports but if i did fall into i'm never going to the gym again because i was you know this is something different yeah so for you guys i i completely agree with you like there is a balance in that Yes, be positive and everything, but don't tell someone like, don't take your medication. Just don't think we about it. We had a lot of girls that initially. <laughs> <laughs> ah, you reminded me of the situation initially when we started the group. There were these women that came into the group and they're like, no, you guys should not take the medication. Uh, this is basically something that they're coming up with to make us buy medications and, you know, for them to ruin our bodies. Um, I don't know how to explain it, but they were like. Pharmaceutical companies, the big evil giant. Yes. Yeah them okay so some girls actually listen to that and they stopped taking their medications and um there were a big bunch of us that were like guys it's gonna affect you badly because okay you know some lupus patients would be fine Mm where they're under remission remission means they have to take tiny doses of medications and some no medication at all for a couple of years but then if a flare-up happens maybe they would have to adjust their medications or take higher doses doses of medications Some actually take um, infusions, which is IVs, every month, every two weeks, every three months. Uh, for example, the person currently speaking to you takes, <laughs> takes an IV every month. Okay. I take an IV every month because mm-hmm. of lupus. I have to go to the hospital, and it's a full-day kind of situation. Mm-hmm. So I was like, guys, please don't listen. Take your medications. Take your medications. And um, one of them was like, no, you know what, I'll try, and things <laughs> like that. By the end of it, like about a year into it, uh, she got a really bad flare-up. 
And I feel bad, but I'm saying this for people to hopefully as a learn precaution, yeah. Not only lupus patients, please, every other patient as well that has any kind of diagnosis in any illness, listen to your doctors. If you have inquiries, if you want to reduce your doses, speak to your doctors. Doctors do listen. Believe mm-hmm. me, they do. So when she stopped taking her medications and she's like, yeah, I'm fine. I'm working fine. I'm blah, you know, like going ahead. Fine. Initially. Uh, a few months into it because lupus patients get joint pain so in winter we get extremely bad joint pain in summer we feel a lot of fatigue okay and a bit of joint pain so that's a common thing we have mm-hmm. by the way just to okay this know. is one of the common symptoms yeah. across okay so uh a few months into it her joints are swollen she can barely walk they tried to give her medications they tried to give her painkillers Leanna, guess what happened? What? Her body retaliated to the point that it got allergic to a lot of medications. Oof. So even now, like to fix it, she can't because she can't take the medications anymore. Exactly. So they tried fixing it with different solutions and stuff. Mm -hmm. Alhamdulillah, she's getting better. But why put yourself through that to begin with? Yeah, I agree. I agree with that. Okay. So, yeah, I guess. Take your precautions. Take your medications. Don't always listen to what everyone says. Exactly. Mm -hmm. You know, do what you think is right know your body before before cutting off your medications please 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 speak to your doctors if you can't speak to a friend to ask a doctor okay you know like maybe your friend can get involved speak to your family members Mm -hmm. if your family are understanding speak to them okay but don't just cut off whatever you think i don't feel like taking today okay like forgetting your medications every once in a while i'm not saying it's okay but we are humans it happens of course i've had lupus since i was four and until today there are days where i forget and i would remember like oh my god i forgot my medication okay but it's fine it happens but don't cut it off completely especially not on purpose okay okay so what we're gonna do is i'm gonna put your handle lupus oman she can help you with any resources that you might need, any doctors, any general questions, I think. Yeah, exactly. Emotional support. So for anyone who has lupus and you guys have not heard of Mazan or Lupus Oman, <laughs> we will make sure to put that in there. And okay. And guys, doctors, anyone that's listening, please, if you have ways where we could help the expats mm-hmm. that have lupus, let me know. And also anyone that knows or can help us registering Lupus Armand so we can help more people, please let us know. Okay. And thank you so much, Merge, once again. Thank you for joining us.